0: We, here at WonderPodOnline.com, are trying out something new. We're going to call it Two Guys Reviews. So, of course, I'm one of the guys, Bruce McGee, and also joining me is Pat. <laughs> what is going on, people? Don't adjust
1: your iPods or your Zoom player. As, <laughs> as Bruce just mentioned, this is not WonderPod.
0: Do people actually own Zooms? I don't know. Someone must.
1: Someone working for Microsoft must have
0: got one free or something. I bet Bill Gates has got one. (laughs) Probably. I don't know. I listened. I've got an (laughs) eye. (laughs) Oops. Um, So basically here what we're doing here today is uh, Pat and I sat down a lot longer back than you need to know and picked up the uh, Xbox Live arcade game, Spare Parts. It's also on the PlayStation Network, for those of you with PS3s. Uh, But we tested it on the Xbox. It's a co-op kind of shooter, platformer... (laughs) where you're a pair of robots, and surprise, surprise, you're hunting for spare parts. And I'll let Pat tell you a little bit more about the story itself (laughs) that sends you for the spare parts. That's right.
1: Well, just as Bruce mentioned, it's a cheap, cheap game to download. Uh, The story, or lack thereof, really, I don't know. um, It's not personally my favorite story of all time, but it's the story, I guess, of, two robots, I guess if you're playing single player, it's one robot and a bot, but, uh, and you get dumped out of, uh, your original location with all the garbage, so in other words, I guess whoever originally owned you didn't think too much of you, and so you're flying around in space garbage and you land on a planet that, uh, apparently smells bad according to the intro, I have no idea where they came up with that from, but anyways, very soon on, you find this old, abandoned spaceship that I think is supposed to be an ancient ship, and there's a silly artificial intelligence on it that with an English, I think, an English accent, and it looks to me like a tape deck or something. <laughs> Anyways, he becomes your friend, and basically what you're supposed to do is help repair the spaceship and escape this planet before this bad guy with a Darth Vader complex... Who must have a bigger, bigger helmet than Darth Vader? Um, stops you. So that's pretty much the gist of the story, really. Uh, personally, I thought the story was kind of, like I said, a little generic. But hey, I've played Mario games with worse stories, so it didn't make any difference. Um, that's a good enough story, I suppose. Did I miss out on anything?
0: First off, it's co-op only. Oh, is it co-op only? Oh, I know well, that. it's not. It's it's oh. not co-op only, but you don't get another bot. Oh, I- like you're playing by yourself. So I don't know if you could complete the story single player, yeah. but no, actually, I don't think you can. Uh, you could play single player, but af- after our co-op playthrough, I don't see how you could, um, complete it. Yeah, that's weird given what we had to do, but there is a single player per se. I just would recommend getting it with a friend. Um, preferably one that knows how to play platformers because sometimes I'd forget which character I was supposed to be looking at. I'm not a very good co-op partner. Uh, The other thing, yeah, basically he's got it right. Generic story. But for an Xbox Live Arcade game, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you needed much more than a pretty typical you must save the ship, do all these things. Um, I think it just kind of sets you up for the gameplay and really if you've played a thousand Mario's, and you got a good buddy you want to play co-op with? I think this story will be good enough. It's not going to detract from your experience. Let's put it that way. The uh, the pentagon shaped tape recorder dude gets kind of annoying at times. Um, other than that, you know, it's a pretty typical fare. By the way, I you know we were calling him Midget Vader when we were yeah. playing through the game. Actually, he reminded me of Rick Moranis from Spaceballs. The yeah, more yeah, quite a bit. It. Yeah. <laughs> So, so there is. You can make your own comedy aspect to go with the game. Um, next up, let's talk about the art. You know what? The art's good. I mean, it's cute looking, uh, a bit cartoonish, but they did some, spend some time on it. Um, tying in with that, some of the level design you got to be a little careful of because you can break it. And while Pat and I, I don't think went out of our way to break it, <laughs> we managed it a few times. But, I mean, obviously the art's not enslaved, it's not um, Borderlands, but again, for an Xbox Live Arcade game, is alright. Could have probably been a little better if they'd spent a little more time on it, but I think I'd rather that they spent a little more time making sure that you couldn't jump or rocket boot or, or hover to spots that you shouldn't have. Didn't we get stuck there in, inside a force field because we <laughs> died right there? Yeah. Wasn't that the deal? <laughs> We were trying to do
1: something fancy with our jet boots and get some spare part or something, and we died, and then their spawn point was on the other side of a force field, which you had to deactivate by being on the opposite end. So, yeah, we kind of got stuck in the yard at least once.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was the only time where we kind of broke the game per se. But there were a few other cases where we were taking shortcuts that I don't think you were intended to take. But at the same time, for those of you who have played the um, games like Fallout and Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, or Morrowind, where you can literally screw yourself by getting stuck in the scenery, it's nothing of that caliber. Overall, the art was was good, but not mind-blowing. Perfectly acceptable for an Xbox Live arcade game. Uh Pat, why don't you give him fill him in on the gameplay and mechanics and the things you gotta do.
1: Okay, well, you know, first of all, it's as we've said, it is a co op game, which, you know, it's quite fun. I like co op games. There's so many damn shooter co op games lately that's a nice change of pace (laughs) to play a co op platform beat 'em up action game, you know? Um I liked it. The gameplay elements itself. I mean, there's some environmental puzzles um, it, within the game. Some of the easier, or some of the easier ones. Some of the early ones were really easy. All you got to do is push level, you know, push something in, and your other player walks over to point B, and you're at point A. Quite easy. Not exactly what I would call a Zelda game mechanic, but you know, it, it's fun enough. Um, you get these different abilities. You can either purchase them or upgrade your robot. Uh, things like, what is it, things like magnet boots and some sort of vision that tells you what you can do. Jet, uh, not jet packs, <laughs> jet boots, stuff like that. And they're not bad. I like them. The only thing about them is they're very context sensitive with the exception of the jet boots. You pretty much had to be at the right right place at the right time to use any of your other abilities, especially that wrench or whatever that was. it a wrench or the tool thing? I mean, you had to be at one exact place to use oh, the it. tool yeah, arm? Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. So I liked using that. It was nice. It changed things up. You know, you had to figure out what to do. But it was also, like I am saying, very context sensitive. You can't use those with the exception of the jet boots. You, we could float around. Um, I think the key to this game play mechanic is its co-op, is the fact that you're playing with another person, you know, and a friend instead of just single player. I don't think the game would be it would have been nearly as fun playing alone or with a bot. You know, I think the ability to team up and play, even if some of the time we ended up hitting each other instead of the enemies, uh, was is the key to this gameplay's, plays. Uh, you know, the fun factor in it. Uh, I'm sure it was fun to watch Bruce fall off cliffs sometimes or ledges, like he was saying. But you know what? Only moments later, I would do the same thing. So you know, I think. You know, it's it's fun. It's it's a good puzzle beater upper. You know, it's for it's ten dollars. I think people need to really understand that you can't look at a ten dollar game the same way you're going to look at a sixty dollar game. And
0: I thought it, it the gameplay mechanics were pretty good. You had this uh, super strong punch that you got right at the beginning. You could use that pretty much any time. And that's the thing. Pat and I have been playing together in multiplayer games since, what, basically 2007? When did Gears 2 come around out there? Yeah, I'd say. Yeah, so, I mean, basically for three years, with ex- certain exceptions, almost night in and night out. So we've gotten, I wouldn't say comfortable, but used to each other's gameplay styles. And what I found interesting was the mechanics were pretty simple to understand. They did lead to some mem moments with the uh, X-ray vision, <laughs> uh, where Pat would just run around <laughs> randomly making the fun sound, and and that's part of the charm of the game. It's it's what kind of you know makes it good for a ten dollar game is you can do things like that, and it doesn't take itself very seriously. You know the mechanics are, are pretty much stock. You get them all at certain points in the game. You don't buy them, Pat. You get we got them all just by completing levels and stuff when we needed oh, okay. them. Um, but you can upgrade them, you know. It definitely was never meant to be a single-player game. Why there's a single-player option in there, um, I don't know. I will say one thing uh, before we get into the part that really kind of let this game down, and it kind of ties in with it. The difficulty seemed to be a little wonky. There wasn't a gradual progression of wonky, or, or of wonky, a gradual progression of difficulty. It seemed like a few levels before the end boss, things got somewhat confusing. You remember that, uh, giant scorpion level where it took us about an hour <laughs> to figure out? Yeah, how to kill it. How, yeah, how to kill it and how to move on. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of just dropped you into that. I, I think I'd have to, uh, be a little critical about that because it's like, okay, if they had just gone and and made it slightly more difficult each level, the, then you know I probably would have been a little little better with it. But now let's turn to I think Patrick more than myself what kind of really it didn't ruin it, but it harmed the experience. Now when you finish this game, you get to the final boss, the guy we were joking about as midget Vader earlier. Um, without giving you huge spoilers and and everything. Basically, this boss battle takes far too long, and the pacing is very, very, very slow. It really kind of drug it out too long, and if the preceding levels had been slightly less fun, I think my score would have been affected far more greatly just on this final boss battle alone. Um... Because of, of, of how not well put together it was. It's kinda like they made three quarters of the game, got close to the deadline, and then just threw the final boss battle in, wrap it up, ship it out. Which again, for a $10 game is not unsurprising, yet it was a little unsatisfying. Pat, I know you have to have something to add to this. It was kinda you who was more flabbergasted <laughs> by the... Final boss. Final end bosses, you
1: know. I understand it's a $10 game, but think of the final end bosses of something like Zelda, the epic battles. And think about Darksiders had an awesome one, too. I won't say too much because air hasn't finished that game yet. Final bosses, battles, are supposed to be somewhat epic. They're not supposed to be boring as hell, and that's exactly what this one became. Basically, imagine this. A big square, a rectangular area that you cannot leave. And you got this Darth Vader, short Darth Vader with a giant head, slowly walking around, following you with a big force field over his head. Occasionally, the force field goes down, and you can, at least at the beginning, only do one thing to hurt him, and that's your super strong punch that Bruce was talking about earlier. And then repeat. And then repeat. And then repeat, occasionally some of his minions will spawn and piss you off, because now it's going to take even longer to get him. But, (coughs) I mean, it was, (laughs) I hate to say it, but it was one of the most boring final boss battles I've ever had. I don't mind if a game takes a long time to fight a boss. That uh, Mario and Luigi real-time RPG I played... (laughs) on the Nintendo DS took forever, but at least it was interesting. At least you had three or four different ways to attack it, and the animations were different. Here, the final the final boss battle sucked. There's no other way to put it.
0: Yeah, I'm not 100% sure I'd put sucked, but it wasn't that great. Um, so... Once you take all of that into account, and hopefully we explained it in such a way as that if you decide to brave it, we didn't spoil too much of it for you, Um, Patrick, what is your final grade and thoughts for spare parts?
1: Uh, Well, you know, even though
0: that boss battle was annoying as heck, the game itself was
1: pretty decent for $10. Everyone, I can't emphasize this enough, I know big gaming sites that seem to lose focus And always seem to compare a downloadable title on Steam, on the PlayStation Network, on Xbox Live Arcade with a $50 game. Stop doing that. You know, I think that this game is worth the $10 price tag on PlayStation or on Xbox if you have someone good to play it with. And that is the key element here. You could play on the couch beside somebody with your friend, and if they piss you off, push them off the couch. You could play on Xbox Live with someone you used to playing with and have a blast, you know. But if you don't have someone to play with, I'm not quite so sure. You know, it's a little easy at the start, like you were saying, and then it gets kind of difficult near the end. I am going to give spare parts a 6.9 out of 10. That last boss battle annoyed me, but the rest of it was fun.
0: Uh, Interestingly, we're not too far apart. And, ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you that um, we did not discuss our scores before the show. We kind of all knew, or show or recording, whatever. We kind of both knew what we were thinking when we wrapped up Spare Parts. Um, Here's the thing. It's co-op. So fun with your buddies, like Pat said. Ten bucks. And for me, personally... It was a platformer beat 'em up game that I really, really liked. The boss battle, it's just it's a shame it was there, because if that boss battle had been a little faster paced, a little shorter, um, this game probably would have gotten a lot better grade for me, at least probably a point. Um, but really, because it was a platformer that I didn't get super frustrated with, didn't get super annoyed with, like I tend to do, I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. I might be a bit high. I was wavering before the show between a six and a half and a seven, but I'm gonna go ahead and give it a seven out of ten, just because if it a platformer that can entertain and amuse me and make me want to finish it it is doing something. And again, for ten bucks, you know, um, I'm not gonna sit here and compare it to the other platformer that I played this year or last year that I loved to death because it's just not fair. So I give Spare Parts a seven out of ten. Yeah, and Patrick 6.9 six, six, six no, six I, I could
1: not put the 7 in there i tell you up until up until that last boss battle it was a 7.5 and then i just said you know what it doesn't and then i thought i'd drop it to a 7 i'm like that boss battle was
0: enough for me to put the number 6 in there so 6.9 <laughs> well and the funny thing is is i was going to give it a 6 i was going to drop it from a 7 to a 6 because of that final boss battle. No. And then I, the concept of it's a platformer, your mortal enemy, <laughs> and you enjoyed it, and you got to play it with a guy you work well with when you're playing games, and you had a lot of fun nights where it wasn't high stress, screaming and hollering, you know, FPS action, <laughs> that's worth a point, yeah. you know. But, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got 10 bucks, or if you want to wait until it's 400 points, there's far, far worse you can do than spare parts. If you need an example, go download the demo of Breach. <laughs> this has been Two Man Reviews. You can get in touch with us at wonderpodonline at gmail.com, wonderpodonline at gmail.com. I'm Bruce, and I'm out of here. Goodbye.